Hello everyone and welcome back to a new series of Unajua. I am Alexandra Nyamoyavoyi and before we get into it, let me wish you a great return to work or school, hopefully in a face-to-face setting. Hopefully? This is Unajua, where we offer minimal actionable responses to important questions in about 15 minutes or less and since our last series, we added some tokens in the mix. You're welcome. In today's episode, meet Henry Mascot, the founder and CEO of Curacell, an insurance technology platform that uses artificial intelligence to power claims processing and fraud management in Africa. The company has secured 450k in preceding funding with two lead investors, Consonants Investment Managers and Atlantica Ventures. Carissa works with 800 hospitals in Nigeria, Ghana and Uganda and plans to expand in 10 countries by the end of the year. Among their clients, AXA Monsa, Liberty Health and Old Mutual. For a chance to earn some African Tech Roundup token, here's a question you need to answer. What is the average percentage of GDP or GWP, gross written premiums, of penetration in the insurance industry in Africa? Stay listening to the end of the episode for the answer. Then fill out the Google form linked in the show notes with your name, email address, silo address, and the correct answer to today's question. If you don't already have a social token wallet and silo address, get with the program by signing up at wallet.socialstack.co. Is technology improving insurance penetration in Africa? Henry will be factoring in on two questions. What is the current state of Africa's insurance market? And what are the reasons behind low penetration and inclusion? So Africa's, what's the current state state of Africa's insurance, right? So I think this is, penetration across the continent is still, to some extent, pretty low. Insurance is, is early stages in the continent at the moment. But again, this is reflective of stage of development or economic development across the whole continent. So this isn't just insurance, this is just like most industries are early, right? In terms of their development in on or in the continent, which is why generally Africa is an emerging market or a growth market as well. So what does this mean? Like the the gross retain premium, so the reports on an insurance from about two years ago to some extent puts the gross retain premiums in Africa somewhere around sixty-eight billion dollars, give or take. Right, and by gross routine premiums, we basically it means the amounts that people have paid to buy insurance. So, how much have people invested or paying annually to be able to insure themselves or their property as well? So, so this is also spread out across. This is most the lion's share of of this is spread across a few countries, somewhere around eight countries to some extent. South Africa has a lion share of that, you know, f- closely followed by countries like Nigeria, Kenya, Namibia. Most of this is still life insurance. So I think somewhere around 60% of gross routine premium, 40 to 60% of, of the gross routine premiums so or GWP is still life insurance, while about 40% or so is, is life, non-life insurance. By non-life, we're talking about general auto property health insurance, and so on and so forth. When you compare this to what is happening in in other parts of the world, so insurance is looked at as mostly 
what is the percentage of your GDP that you're currently spending on insurance? What percentage of your GDP is, is your is your GWP? And currently across, you know, more mature markets or just across the world, the average sits somewhere around like, you know, 6%, 8%, something like that. While for Africa, we're still somewhere around like 1 point something, 2%, okay? 2 to 3%. So one from 1 to 3 averagely across across the continent. Certain markets have have way more. South Africa sits somewhere around, you know, somewhere around 13 to 15%. Kenya sits somewhere around 68%. Nigeria sits somewhere around, you know. So across multiple countries have their own percentages. And obviously it's worthy to know that, you know, our GDP across most markets are tiny compared to more mature markets. So, you know, if they're doing 6% of those huge GDPs, it gives us a sense of, of how much that's actually being invested. I think there's, there's a report that was saying that, that, that you know, the insurance or the G, GWP for insurance in, in and in globally somewhere around 11 times um, what it's currently been. So it just shows us a state of where that is. But again, you know, the, the good part of, of this is that insurance on the continent is ex- experiencing faster growth compared to other markets, right? You can see different numbers with, across different reports, but most put it at some level of a double-digit 14%-ish growth. You know, this is pre-COVID. Obviously, with COVID, it slowed down a little bit, but it was growing faster than, and than most places in in the world. So that's the good part of it is insurance in Africa is still very early, but it's also growing faster than most places across the world. When you look at sort of like the literature out there as well as to why there's you know, the different reasons, obviously I'm going to share a few that I, I that I think as well, that are con- some of them are consistent with thought leaders think, some of them are my thoughts. So like I said in the beginning as well with the, with, with the first one of the first questions, which is insurance also reflects, you know, the, the level of insurance also reflects the economic realities of the continent as well. So the, the first reason would obviously be macroeconomics, right? If we dig down a little bit of history on, on insurance, insurance is, you know, was first of all, I think a B2B product, you know, that was, you know, first of all, would be like, if you're a merchant, I think some people have also said it sometimes it like slave owners, but merchants, right? You're moving your goods, so you're going across the ocean to buy goods and ferry, ferry back to your continent, which would typically be the Americas of the of Europe. You know, as you as you're setting out to go do these things, you pretty much say, okay, you insure the ship or you insure that you won't lose whatever at sea. So it was mostly a B two B product, and I kind of like went through to like the reach. And right now, it's mostly seen as a middle class product, which is you know when you look Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you've kind of like passed that survival mode, and then you have a bit of money, and you can say, hey, let me insure my future, right? Let me insure, or let me hedge my risk, right? I have more money, I have a bit of money now, so let me you know sort of like protect myself. So to some extent, there's that part of insurance that always. Um, is tied to or reflects the the economic, you know, maturity of of a person or an organization or a, of a country as well. So macroeconomics plays a large role. Most of Africa's economies um, are still also very early from an economic standpoint. The GDPs are not, you know, they're growing quickly, but they're also not that much, you know, compared to bigger economies, right? 
So that's one state. It also shows across the continent. So when you sort of like look at some countries like South Africa, where you have you know, a lot of penetration or the highest penetration on the continent. When you look at it, you also see that it's also because they have a large middle class. So you can also have more people who have disposable income who can now see by insurance. So the macroeconomics plays a large role. There are a few other things that play a huge role as well. One of it is also culture and culture from two extents as well. The first would be, we're quite community-based, right? You know, on the continent as compared to more as compared to the West, you know, to the US that has a slightly more individualistic or the or Europe where people are don't rely so much on family to some extent. Africa is still and most of Asia as well, still very community based, you know, extended families. So so again, it also reflects again, this is generally a, a state of life and it also is reflected in, in the way they think about the way people think about risk on the continent as well. So a good example would be that a parent would pretty much invest all they have on their in their kid because their kids would be their pension plan. When they get old, their kids would take care of them. So it's it's similar. So friends and, and family, you know, when, when when my brother is sick or my sister is sick, even if they don't have any money they need, they can reach out to to me and a couple of our siblings that we can crowd source crowdfund money for them to pay bills or and stuff like that. So people still think about hedging risk their families and, and contributions for families play a, a large role. So that's one part of culture and the mindset of people. Another part of it is is also, um, you know, belief, religious beliefs to some extent. Um, so because we are also quite religious on the continent, people would typically say, if you say to somebody, hey, you know, why don't you buy health insurance in case you get sick? Why don't you insure your car? You just bought a new car. It's a great car. Why don't you insure it? You know, what happens if, if you know, you, you have an accident? Can be like god forbid i can never have an accident you know my pastor has blessed the car you know so there's a there's a religious component where people to a large you know a large extent believe that you know their their risks are insured because of their belief in, in whatever deity god you know, allah whoever they believe in that takes care of the so there's that part right so that's another part of culture and then finally the operations of an insurance company again because on the continent there's also some some level of social infrastructure like that that is so typically if in the states an insurance company can you know leverage on already existing infrastructure post office you know railways you can move across the country easily you can look at people's houses they have proper addressing systems you can sell door to door stuff like that you know some of that in those infrastructure don't exist on the continent to some extent so the cost of acquisition is also slightly higher so for an insurance company again you have to figure out you know very very efficient ways very innovative ways of being efficient there's so many, you know, from distribution, from creating new products to printing, doing doing claims management and all that. So obviously we, we play on that infrastructure, technology infrastructure side. And one of our key areas is on the claims and fraud side. Fraud, waste and abuse, for instance, in insurance on the continent is higher than in most places in the, in the world. And, you know, to some extent that is also because there's, because the market is early, they haven't put in the proper control measures, IT systems to, to keep down, you know, Things like fraud, you know, futile uh, to, to some extent. You know, in summary, you know, you can think about the reason for, for the penetration cuts across multiple things from the economics to macroeconomics to the culture to, to actually how efficient and the systems the insurance companies um, have in place for, for running and operating 
efficiently. But before we go, here's the answer to this week's proof of play question. For a chance to earn some African Tech Roundup token, here's a question you need to answer. What is the average percentage of GDP or GWP, gross written premiums, in the insurance industry in Africa? The answer, 2%. Go ahead and fill out the Google form linked in the show notes with your name, email address, serial address, and the correct answer to today's question. Again, if you don't already have a social token wallet and serial address, get with the program by signing up at wallet.socialstack.co. You can share your comment by leaving a 60-second voice note. Until next time.